Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show, and uh, what an hour we have lined up for you, including um, the uh, Biden administration enriching the Taliban. Uh, really creepy and awful hospital visits to our wounded soldiers from Joe Biden. Donald Trump is opening up his lead on Ron DeSantis even more with uh, indictments because everybody knows. And just, just real quick, just to, so you know, that no ex-president was ever indicted before with the exception of a, a literally a moving violation against Ulysses Grant in Washington, D.C. for riding his horse too fast. I'm not kidding. That happened. But uh, Donald Trump has been indicted three times, impeached twice. Uh, Donald Trump has been uh, subject to 99% negative news coverage. Donald Trump has been, uh, his his Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI while Joe Biden was given a heads up about classified documents. Hunter Biden was given a heads up about a storage facility that he probably emptied out before the FBI could arrive. And everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Everybody knows that the FBI and the DOJ are corrupt. And I'm telling you right now, they know within their heart and soul that their gig is up when Donald Trump becomes the next president. It's over. And they're going to do anything to prevent it. They are going to do anything they can to prevent it. And we have to be ready for that. But we're winning. We're winning. And, and I just, I had to laugh. You know, we got all these new reports. Uh, Joe uh, Scarborough and Yoko Brzezinski and others are, are focused on uh, Donald Trump's trying to steal the election, even though he was, what, he, he was exonerated on January the 6th by uh, an impeachment after he left office. And then the, the kangaroo court January the 6th committee hearings got, came up with nothing, even though they had no cross-examination, no defense witnesses, and yet they're doing anything they can. They, they are throwing anything they can, hoping it'll stick just like spaghetti when you throw it at the refrigerator to see if it's done or you just take a bite you got this hunter biden used forty two thousand dollars wired from a kazakh oligarch to his shell company to buy a porsche before setting up a dinner with joe biden according to new bank records so a Kazakhstani oil oligarch, oligarch Kinez Rakishev, used his Singaporean company, Novatus Holdings, to wire Rosemont Seneca Bohai. Bohai is a Chinese energy uh, comp- company. That's, it's, it's, uh, that, it's the energy sector over there, and that's a company set up to get money from China. Anyway, $142,300, the exact cost of Hunter's sports car he bought the next day. And as anybody who has a working uh, understanding of the movie Goodfellas, uh, you know, when you get the money, you don't go out and buy a pink Cadillac because, you know, you might get whacked. You know, you only telling everybody, the authorities, that you got this money, you see. And when you buy the pink Cadillac, then everybody's got to know you got the money. 
You know? So there you go. Now you know what's going to happen? Uh, the Republicans are going to whack you. They are. No, not in the way you used to pay for. No, no, no. no. That's completely different with them uh, prostitutes. No, 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 no. The, the, the Jim Jordan, he's going to whack you. That's what's going to happen. And I was reminded of this bit by, uh, by Jim Gossett from just a couple weeks ago. It's the Biden White House like you've never seen it before <laughs> in the blockbuster motion picture No Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Starring Ray Liotta as Hunter Biden. That was all the money we had, Karen. You left it at the White House. The Coke. You might as well have flushed it down the toilet. What, what are we going to do now, Karen? Call the Secret Service. They did find it, Karen. <laughs> Oscar winner Robert De Niro as Joe Biden. What did I tell you on it? Don't bring anything big in the White House. I don't care where you got it. Take it back. The cocaine, the, the Cadillac, the fur coat. You're going to get a spinch. That's what you're going to do. Take it back. Also starring Frank Vincent as James Biden. Hey, Joe, what's right is right. Teach this kid some manners. We're over here hugging and kissing and Hunter starts acting like a little jerk. Nah, nah, nah. You insult him a little bit. You did. Featuring Joe Pesci as Attorney General Merrick Garland. You think this is funny, huh? This mess I gotta clean up for you again? Funny how? Hey, Spider, get over here. I thought you said you were okay, Merrick. I'm not okay. This bag. Get it out of here, you mutt. <laughs> no good, fellas. Distributed by Barisma Productions. Viewer discretion advised. Ten percent for the big guy. That was just that was just a couple weeks ago. That was just a couple weeks ago, and Jim Gossett totally nailed it. Totally nailed. This did exchange a uh, Porsche for Cadillac. <laughs> And then he then he drove it high on crack, 173 miles an hour. It's so so spectacular. And then this is why he strolled into the uh, the courtroom a couple of weeks ago with his uh, plea deal that was going to get him off of everything. And uh, the judge said, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's it's so spectacular. It's just awesome. Oh, by the way. Nothing to worry about here, but Moody's has cut the credit ratings of 10 U.S. banks and warned six more could face a similar fate. But the firm insists the U.S. banking system is not broken. Ten regional banks had their credit ratings slashed by risk assessment from Moody's, which warned it was considering downgrading another six. Some of them include, are you ready? Commerce Bank shares. Huh, that's where my money is. Oh, neat. Uh, BOK Financial, M&T Bank, uh, Prosperity Bank shares, and what others? So uh, what we're doing here is recognizing headwinds. We're not saying that the banking system is broken, according to Anna Arsoff, Managing Director of Financial Institutions at Moody's. You know, this is on the heels of uh, of the big bank failure, uh, Silicon Valley Bank and all of that, and, and uh, our government bailing out their, uh, their depositors, you know, no matter who they are. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, you're kind of stuck, right? Well, maybe it's time you, uh, you took some of your money and you invested it in precious metals that aren't affected by Moody's and the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, whatever's going on in the banking system right now that I'm very nervous about, by the way. That's why I work with uh, with uh, Swiss America. Swiss America is a uh, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, and they are offering beautiful U.S. silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just $13.50. Each delivered limit 250 per customer while supplies last. You also might ask for their war on cash. Get that uh, pamphlet about the war on cash. Should consider investing in gold as well. It's just a good idea. And I, I'd call this Moody's thing maybe, I don't know, just maybe a little uh, warning shot over your financial bow. Write down this number, okay? And, and uh, go ahead and give them a call. And mention my name, Rob Carson, or text them, okay? 800-289-2646. 
800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. You can order these uh, silver walking Liberty half dollars, thirteen fifty each delivered to your door while supplies last. Help protect your assets today. Call or text 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. I think we're done with the uh, corruption of Joe Biden here. I had mentioned there's a lot of stuff going on with, uh, oh, oh, Mitch McConnell is urging House Republicans to avoid impeaching uh, President uh, Joe Biden. He says impeachment ought to be rare. This is not good for the country. Well, I hate to tell you this. Joe Biden's presidency is really bad for the company, country there, turtle man. So why don't you just back up? Why don't you just back up and let us handle this? Because you've been there a long time, and you are not getting it done. Your reception in Kentucky over the weekend should be a prime example. I mentioned that 62% will vote for Trump, even if convicted. This is according from uh, voters in New Hampshire. 62% of GOP primary voters in the Granite State would vote for Trump if he were even convicted of a felony. And and, uh, many of those people would do it even if he was in jail. Right. Trump leads DeSantis by 42 points in a new national poll showing more Republicans are likely to vote for him. After a third indictment, 75 percent think charges are a distraction for Biden corruption. Right. And and it's not going to get any better for DeSantis. It's not going to get any better for DeSantis. You know why? Because he says crap like this. This is Ron DeSantis essentially pinning the 2020 loss on Donald Trump. And also saying that Joe Biden won the election. Now, uh, he, he didn't exactly say it like you, like you think he did. Here, let me grab it real quick. I got a little uh, uh, issue here with the audio. Uh, uh, let me find it here. This is um, DeSantis, uh, DeSantis with regard to Donald Trump. Here it is. Hold on one second. Go. Can we just put this to bed so you don't have to be asked about this a million more times? Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Well, so he's being interviewed on NBC. And she's like trying to get him on their side, which is, you need to put this behind us. And you know what? what, what, what and, and, and here's DeSantis' response. Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. And, and I don't think the election, and I've pointed out in that same quote, and I've said this from the very beginning, uh, when they changed the rules for COVID, I yeah. think that was wrong. I think some of those changes were unconstitutional. When they do mass mail ballots, I think that's wrong. I think ballot harvesting is wrong. I think the Zuckerbucks were wrong. I think the fact that the FBI was working with Facebook and these other uh, tech companies to censor the Hunter Biden story uh, was wrong. Now, all of that was outside of Donald Trump, but still, Ron DeSantis decided to pin it on Donald Trump. And so I don't think it was the perfect election. I remember after a lot of the media was saying this is the most secure election in history. How could it be the most secure with those millions of mail ballots going out? On the same time, they embraced lockdowns. They did the CARES Act, which funded mail-in ballots across the country. Donald Trump signed that bill that Uh funded the mail ballots that all the Republicans have been so concerned about. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Donald Trump had the uh, ear, or I should say many people had his ear during his presidency. He's a D.C. outsider. He had no idea who was surrounded by wolves. And he signed it because everybody's screaming at him, if you do not uh, give the, these uh, mail-in ballots, everybody's going to die, among other things. 
But that is uh, that is Ron DeSantis. And this isn't going to help him. This isn't going to help him. And again, I, I don't have anything against Ron DeSantis. i got to tell you, my opinion of him is beginning to change pretty dramatically. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, 2028. I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't know. Here, here's the problem with Ron DeSantis. And, and here's the problem with any candidate right now on the GOP side. Donald Trump is P.T. Barnum meets um, the, the WWE. And Ron DeSantis is a, a typical candidate. The goes through the talking point, shakes the hand, gets you a scoop of ice cream at the ice cream shop, you know, chops some wood, does whatever. That's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And I'll tell you, again, this is a movement. It's not a, it's not a candidate. It's a movement. That's why, you know, uh, that's why Donald Trump gets 80,000 people at a, at a gathering in South Carolina. Thousands of people waiting in line in places like New Hampshire yesterday. And, uh, and you know, other candidates are playing in Legion Halls. Well, nothing against Legion Halls. Or, you know, uh, Mahjong tournaments. It is not a fair race because it is a, it is a different year. That's all I got to tell you. And you know it as well as I do. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's just the way it is. So Trump leads DeSantis by 42 points new national poll. That's what they're saying. Uh, Trump leads Biden by four points after the indictments, which means he really uh, leads by 14. You might also uh, realize that uh, Joe Biden has, they're not even recognizing the other people in the race with Joe Biden. Donald Trump has 10 other people. So you got uh, Donald Trump leading right now, even though 10 other people are running. And if as each of them drop out, you would assume that many of those voters are going to go to Donald Trump. So that's why I say, yeah, Trump's probably ahead by 10. And, and all of this, uh, this stuff, if you think that just because uh, Joe Scarborough and the, and the letter networks are ignoring the Joe Biden corruption story, it doesn't mean that people aren't, aren't getting it. So nice try, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, NPR, B, blah, 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 whatever. Nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody believes you anymore. And that's why Donald Trump is. And then there's this. MAGA women are behind Trump's huge lead. Did you know that? Did you know that? I'll just put it in a bumper sticker. Chicks dig Trump. Chicks dig Trump. Yeah, despite it all. Despite it all. Women uh, are, are uh, uh, MAGA voters. Republican women are Trump's army, according to James Johnson, co-founder of JL Partners. In the key nominating states of Iowa and New Hampshire, as well as the general election battleground of Arizona, he holds a double-digit advantage over DeSantis among women. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? I thought he was, uh, you know, uh, didn't he uh, pay off uh, Stormy Daniels and all that? He never had sex with her, by the way. Uh, she was just trying to dismerge him, and rather than go through the legal whatever, he just gave her some money to shut up. It, it's, a, it's a confidentiality agreement. I got one, too, by the way. And I didn't even have to pretend like I had sex with anybody. So there you go. It, it, it happens. It's standard. So, yeah, it's not, it's not helping. It's not helping uh, Ron DeSantis to say things like that. Now, coming up, Massachusetts and New York have both declared uh, states of emergency, even though they're really down with the rest of the country being sanctuary. But when it comes to their doorstep, it becomes an emergency. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. So the Democrat Party has named the chair of the, uh, well, the uh, 2024 convention, which is going to be held in what's left of Chicago. Uh, and her name is Minion Moore. Minion. Yeah, the name is Minion. <laughs> 
Minion Moore has been named the chair of the 2024 Democrat National Convention, Convention, reflecting the significance President Joe Biden continues to place on black women voters. So they got to check that box a couple times. Oh, I hope she's a lesbian. Uh, Moore, a Chicago native and confidant of Hillary Clinton, served as an advisor to Biden during his nomination of the first black woman to the Supreme Court. Another uh, another uh, couple of boxes checked and is uh, also accredited with influencing the choice of VP Kamala Harris on the 2020 ticket. Other than that, she's really successful. Oh, yeah, and then her first job was working on Jesse Jackson's presidential campaign. Yeah, sounds like a real winner. Old minion. Oh, and then also her assistant's uh, name is uh, Villain Jones, and then the uh, the chairman of the th- of the party is Hinchman Brown. So you got minion, villain, and henchman there apparently. So uh, Seb Gorka, who I really really like, uh, Seb Gorka. Uh, said that uh, uh, Pence's flip-flopping uh, would would ultimately end his political career, and, and I and I believe the same way. Uh, President Trump's uh, advisor Seb Gorka blasted Vice President Pence for changing his narrative on January the sixth. Here's what he had to say uh, yesterday on Newsmax. Pay attention, kids. But Mike Pence was really good to me in the White House as Vice President. He was polite. He asked my opinion when he didn't have to. Um, and the and the reason why I have a problem with Pence, and I'm sorry interrupt Seb, but Mike Pence was completely down with the truth that the DOJ is absolutely corrupt until these last four specious specious charges by Jack Smith, which Mike Pence is using as a calculated political move because he's hoping that these four charges, even though all of these other crap charges have come from the same DOJ... He's decided to give them credence about January the 6th. Back to Seb. He acted honorably in front of me. And then to see what he's done to himself in just the last you know, six, seven months, um, he's constantly misrepresenting what happened before January 6th and on January 6th. No, nobody, nobody in the Trump campaign, nobody in the White House, none of his attorneys told Mike, you have to overturn the election. That's garbage. That's garbage. But he is the then president of the Senate. He can he can cast tiebreaker votes, and the other power he has is to send problematic electoral college results back to states for recertification. That's all the president wanted him to do. In those four battleground states where the vote magically flipped over the course of a few hours from President Trump to Biden, we just wanted Mike to send them back to Pennsylvania, send them back to Georgia and say, hey, Mr. Governor, hey, State House, could you verify these results? That was his constitutional mandate and his duty. He didn't do it. He became afraid on January 6th. And now, sadly, John, he's misrepresenting what happened that day. And as a result, I think I can say this with certitude, Mike Pence's political future, his career is dead in the water. And I uh, I agree. And it's not, a, it's not necessarily, uh, this isn't an attack on Mike Pence. It's, a, it's an attack on uh, his politics, his, his uh, cliched political um, strategy. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Oh, and you know what? Here's another. I got some, I got an, I'm going to save this. I don't have time to do it here. But I want to talk a little bit about January the 6th. You know my opinions on January the 6th. How were people able to get into what was a fortified building 
uh, without any weapons. Uh, you know, I've said from the get-go, January the 7th, I said it's Reichstag. It's, it's textbook. It's been done before. It's meant to distract. I said it. Well, on the way, John Sund, who was the Capitol Hill police chief, admitted he was never called by the Jan 6 committee. Why is that? Oh, and then we got a little bit of Jan 6 video that's making it go, huh, huh. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, so you didn't win the Mega Millions. That's cool. Neither did I. I know. I had my list of people I was going to call and say, ha, ha, I won. And then I had this group of people I was going to call. And, and I promised the guys at the grocery store, I said, I have a win. I'm going to buy a new car and all that stuff. You know, It's easy to you know wave around other people's money that I don't have. Uh, but anyway, uh, you didn't win. And that's cool. You know, you kind of expected it. But, uh, but I do have some good news. You are a winner in Stockton, California. You know why? Because the two 7-Eleven clerks seen on video uh, beating down a would-be thief... Apparently will not be charged. Yay! Yeah, the Stockton 7-Eleven store clerks are not and have never been suspects of the San Joaquin County District Attorney's Office, according to District Attorney Ron Freitas, said in a statement, any investigation going, going forward is to hold accountable the individual who threatened and attempted to rob them. Here's a little audio. All right, all right, all right. Beating seen in this now viral video is under investigation by the Stockton Police Department. The more than five minute clip shows a man emptying shelves of cigarettes from a Stockton 7-Eleven store into a trash can. And I'm telling him, no, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing you can do. It would be irresponsible for me to say, I hope this happens everywhere, that jerkweeds like this who threaten violence attempt to rob places, but I would never say that. There's nothing, you know, we just let them take and just go. And store clerks stepping in. Ah! As a bystander Boom! recorded Smack! the tense moments. That 7-Eleven is on South Center Street in Stockton. Trying to fill it out because I say my job is to make it home. It's about a half mile away from the business co-owned by the man who took that video. Who wanted only And by the way, just around the corner from the police department. Need to be identified. Didn't as know data. that, did you? Hopefully everyone learns in the situation to win a good better mind state next time. This guy's name is Dida. And he said, Well, you're not gonna do anything about it. You got the insurance, you ain't gonna be able to do anything about it. Instead of, I don't know, stepping in since he's a really big dude and saying, No, 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 don't do that. Says he was just stopping by the seven eleven for Red Bull and gas when he saw the masked man go behind. Red Bull and gas. I've heard of Red Bull and vodka. I don't think I touched the Red Bull and gas. In the counter. Once the guy was done, he tried to bypass the other employee. Other employee grabbed him, and other employee went and grabbed the stick. And then from there, the fiasco happened. Then the old, there it is, the old smacky loo. In the clip, the man is hit more than two dozen times. Then I had to get really <laughs> stern with my words. It's enough. And then, so they kind of stopped, and I kind of was narrating the situation. Look, he doesn't have a gun. Um, but he threatened to shoot everybody, so you didn't know that. He's all right. Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? I think we can hit him a couple more times. Are you done? Should I hit him over the head? All right, now it's time for everyone to go. He need to go, and you guys need to stop. Stockton police said that someone from the business eventually called police. 
Police say a report was taken and that this is an ongoing investigation. I want this buffoon who did this, walked into the convenience store, thinking he was going to get away with it, just like everybody else. I want him to be embarrassed and ashamed, and as soon as I get his name, we're going to make fun of him. Oh, yeah, big time. We're going to destroy him. Uh, Because you know what? That's what should happen to anybody who pulls this. And that we have allowed our country to descend like we have into criminality in such a way is just unacceptable. Again, you know, I, I told you earlier, I said, this is what I'm talking about, us winning. This is what I'm talking about, us winning. We are winning. Nobody likes this nonsense that's going on in the country. Nobody likes people going in. And nobody believes the same crap that, uh, that the left always spews. And they always say, oh, you know, you, you should let them steal because, you know, uh, uh, white supremacy and racism and all that. Uh, no, you shouldn't. No, uh, screw that, actually. It's nonsensical. Here, here's a woman. This, this woman went viral this week. She lives in San Francisco. And uh, I can only, uh, I'm not going to try to assume that she's a Democrat voter, but everybody in towns like San Francisco and New York City and all of these liberal bastions who are now getting their their clocks cleaned with crime, uh, you know, I don't feel sorry for you. You voted for this stupid crap. You're the ones who said, oh, good idea. Let's defund the police. That's a really brilliant idea. That's about as stupid as you could possibly imagine. One of the dumbest things ever, other than, I don't know, getting a $153,000 check from a Kazakhstan oligarch and then buying a Porsche for the exact same amount the, other, the, the next day, like Hunter Biden. But anybody who was down with defunding the police, all you white Karens, they're all white Karens who live in cul-de-sac America, who stepped in and said, oh, George Floyd was beaten, or oh, George Floyd was murdered by police. Okay, well, let's get rid of Aunt Jemima. Let's get rid of Christopher Columbus. Let's get rid of, uh, of Mrs. Butterworth. Uh, and let's get rid of the police. Meanwhile, people in the inner cities are like going, uh, yeah, we live here, and the police are who we call when there's crime happening. But here's this woman in San Francisco talking about, well, what is becoming very common in places like San Francisco, which means not being able to walk in public without being assaulted. I'm literally shaking right now. I was just getting groceries, and I live in San Francisco, and I never really feel fully safe. If you live in San Francisco, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I just got groceries. I'm walking out of the store, and this guy is walking past me and says, move, you stupid bitch, and he spits in my face, spits all over my face. And then I say, excuse me, did you just spit in my face? And he says, move or I'll rape you. There's also people everywhere and everyone's just walking by because they're like, I can't handle something else in San Francisco. It's always something else. I don't even know why I'm posting this. If you live in San Francisco, do you feel this way all the time? I don't feel safe, ever. I literally never feel safe. It's better when it's daylight. But nighttime, no, not leaving my house. There you go. There you go. There's the uh, the glory that is uh, Democrat leadership in cities like San Francisco and Portland and Seattle. The summer of love in Washington, D.C. Yep, we're winning, guys. We are winning. Police in uh, Democrat-run Oakland, California, urging residents to use air horns as a way of sounding an alarm when criminals strike amid a surge in crime. <laughs> Crime has risen to a point where police are not only advising the purchase of air horns, but also the placement of security bars and doors around windows. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's never been done before. Burglaries are up 41%, robberies 20%. Oakland resident Tony Bird indicated she followed the advice of police and now has three air horns. 
Bird said the types of crime that we're seeing feel much more violent and the consequences feel more severe and it feels like the people that are being targeted are people who are vulnerable. On Sunday, July 30th, 2023, a 75-year-old Oakland man was charged, was home alone and armed with more than an air horn when two alleged armed intruders entered the home. The uh, woman, apparently, is a woman, by the way, not a man, uh, always been a woman, apparently, didn't have an air, for, air horn, but she did have uh, what is called a 357 Magnum. Not the 44 Magnum that uh, Clint Eastwood used. I've got a 44 Magnum. Yeah, can blow your head clean off your shoulders. That kind of thing. No, 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 no. This is a 357. And uh, she fired one shot at one of the intruders. The alleged intruders fired multiple shots, fled the scene. So, yeah, air horn, sure, whatever. Then there's this, I can't take it anymore. Lifelong Oakland resident packs up and leaves because she's too scared to uh, leave the house amid soaring crime and the NAACP calling for a state of emergency. I know, the NAACP, who, uh, who Rush Limbaugh used to call the, the NAA, what was it, NAACP, liberal, he threw that in there. So a lifelong resident uh, has made a, heart a heartbreaking decision to move out of the city. Kristen Cook said she's done. She's gone. There's nothing compassionate or progressive about allowing criminal behavior to fester and rob Oakland residents of their basic rights to public safety. The NAACP wrote a letter, partly blamed the defund the police movement. I thought they were down with it. I thought it was a good idea because the police are so bad, right? Isn't that the case? And the soft-touch district attorney for rising crime, Adams, pleaded guilty with local officials to come together to tackle the mounting public safety issues in the city. Here's an idea, NAACP. Stop giving all your damn money to the Democrat Party. How about that? How about that? How about realizing that when you are siding with the Democrat Party, you are siding with the party of slavery, Jim Crow, abortion, the great society, and where are we now? especially black communities, the Democrat Party, that has allowed literally all the high schools in Baltimore to not have one person who can read or do math at grade level. Same goes for over 100 schools in Illinois, NAACP. Uh, it's time for you to start getting out of the bed of the Democrat Party, no matter how much money they leave on your dresser the day after the election. There you go. Oh, here's another genius move by a Democrat uh, uh, city. LAPD has shrunk to under 9,000 officers, a three-decade three low, while the current academy class has 29 recruits. The city struggles to hire more cops. So the new academy class, 29 enrollees, less than half the number the department was hoping to recruit. It's kind of like what they did to the military, right? That's why nobody wants to sign up for the military now. Their effort is to hire 60 every four weeks. 2009, the department had 1,000 more officers than it does right now. And you know what that means to uh, criminals. They can get, any, get away with anything. Unless you have a 357 at home. This week, officers are voting uh, on whether or not to accept a four-year employment contract that ensures a 20% pay raise for most officers and higher starting salary for recruits. So there you go. Oh, and then, and then last month. Remember 50 Cent, the, uh, the rapper? He, uh, he, he said that L.A. was finished. He said because of the uh, decrease in the number of police. And this guy's been shot like eight times. So if, if he says that L.A. is done, uh, you might want to pay attention to him. <laughs> you might want to pay attention to him. And then in places like uh, Multnomah County, Oregon, 
they just lost 14,257 taxpayers, which resulted in a $1 billion loss in revenue. It's, it's not the city's net population loss. That is merely a number of tax filers who fled. The problem is people who have the money are leaving now. Historically, those who remain were the wealthiest. The wealthiest have settled into their lives. They own a home and enjoy a career. They have roots. Now those people are leaving. Presumably, there are going to be a lot of people leaving from the Santa Cruz area, the home of our glorious affiliate KSCO, Portland's Democrat inflicted, inflicted on their citizens. Uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, lockdowns, the, uh, uh, the, the assault on the federal courthouse by uh, Antifa, uh, weeks and weeks and months of uh, destruction. The mayor went down, and he was even uh, threatened because he's a moron. Ted Wheeler used to be there. And, uh, and now people are just uh, are leaving, and, and they have lost uh, billions of dollars in revenue. Uh, here's an idea. All you rich people moving out of, uh, out of Portland, when you move to a Republican area, leave your dang politics in, in Portland. Leave your politics in your left-leaning hellhole. Don't, by the way, become... Aliens on Independence Day. Because that's what, that's what Democrats do. They're like the aliens on Independence Day. They move in. They suck the life and the resources out of the area that they move in or the planet, as the case may be. And they move on to another planet. That's what they do. That's what they do. And then, and then in Massachusetts, where all these, uh, these uh, uh, Democrat governors and mayors are always saying, you know, we're a, we're a sanctimony city. I mean, sanctuary city. Well, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, work out so well when those uh, migrants come to your town. I mean, they're fine. If they can, you know, just Who cares about El Paso? Who cares about uh, all the towns in Texas? Who cares about all the towns in Arizona? Who cares about all the ranchers and everything? Who hell to hell with them? Who cares about the thousands who've died on the trail? Who cares about the 85,000 kids who are missing? Many of them trafficked for sex and drug mules and all. Who cares as long as it's not here in Massachusetts? But now it's becoming a problem in Massachusetts. And here's the governor of Massachusetts. As of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago. It represents more than 20,000 people growing every day. And it's all policy that you support. These families include newborns, very young children, and expecting mothers. It's more families than our state has ever served exponentially. Yes, because Joe Biden opened the southern border. More than our state has ever served in our emergency assistance program. Just feed them lobster. These numbers are being driven by a surge of new arrivals in our country. Yeah, it's caused by the Joe Biden destroying the border who've been through some of the hardest journeys imaginable. Yeah, we don't care. I don't care. They, they shouldn't have come in the first place. They are the face of the national, international migrant crisis. Yeah, well, the international, the same crap is being done by leftists around the world. It's part of that uh, New World Order and all that. Well, I don't care about that. All I care about is this president has done this to you, and you were down with it. Too bad, so sad. Uh, James, hold on. You're going to be next. Also, we're going to get into some of the creepy, uh, the creepy actions of Joe Biden with regard to our soldiers who were injured uh, with the Afghanistan withdrawal. That's on the way. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
So uh, remember what I told you that Subway, Eat Fresh, they're uh, you know they're revamped, but and I and I wish them the best because I've always liked the uh, the uh, sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich. I haven't had one in a while, but uh, they they're revamping. They're spending all sorts of money, eighty million dollars. They got deli meat slicers in their uh, restaurants and a whole deal. And they got a bunch of new sandwiches like the Titan Turkey. I think they should do the uh, the Hunter Hoagie. Is this powdered sugar on the bun? That's weird, weird, weird. So anyway, um. They uh, they were looking for somebody to change their name to Subway and get free sandwiches for life. And um, they ended up getting, hold on, let me count this up, 10,000 people. There were <laughs> 10,000 people signed up. So uh, they're gonna, somebody's going to get uh, the uh, change their name to Subway and choose from 10,000 people <laughs> to get free sandwiches. I told you if I could get, if there were one near me in Kansas City, I would change my name to Ruth Chris tomorrow. If I get if I could eat Ruth's Chris Steakhouse the rest of my life, I would name it would be the Ruth Chris Show. I wouldn't even and if they told me never mention Rob Carson again, I'd say okay, okay, I'm Ruth Chris. I don't know who is this Rob Carson. I don't even know. Don't even know. It's kind of funny. Let's go to James in Albuquerque, home of our glorious affiliate KDAZ ninety six nine FM and seven hundred AM. How you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Uh, old Sleepy Joe was here in New Mexico uh, yesterday, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> He couldn't find his way around. So Well, I, I saw him on stage, and they were playing this song. It used to be, it's a, it's a military song, but it is the theme to Monty Python's Flying Circus. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it is the theme song. They were playing with him on stage. He was wandering around. It was the theme to Monty Python's Flying Circus. So, yeah, go well, ahead. Our, our government in this state is a circus. So <laughs> I know. I know it is. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, uh, did you... Did you notice uh, the drive-by media, the you know, the swamp and all the idiots are, are DeSantis is, DeSantis that. Well, when is DeSantis going to realize that he needs the 70-plus million people who voted for Trump and Trump won in 2020? We all believe that. We know that. We know the truth. Are going to realize they're, they're, Trump's the nominee, period. So, But the reason why I, want, I was calling is because when... Uh, the Rhino McCarthy and Comer Pyle, or Gomer Pyle, let me put it that way, and heavyweight wrestling, heavyweight wrestling champion Jim Jordan, uh, the, and all the spineless Republicans said, put us in the majority, and the one thing we do have is the purse strings to stop this government, and they have done absolutely zero with that. Yeah, I know. They, they talk a good game, don't they, Buster? Or uh, don't they, James? Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, what are they doing? I mean, they get on there and they're just talking heads all day, but they they're not doing anything. We're in August, almost September, and they've been in there. They've been in control. At least they have that part, and they could stop this idiot going after Trump in Washington. This uh, DA. Yeah, uh, you know, James, I got to tell you, they're they're moving toward this impeachment. They're doing it. Uh, very uh, steadfastly, Mitch McConnell is saying that they did doesn't want to probably because you know he's got a lot of money from China in his life. Um, but I think I think we're moving in that direction, and I hope they do, and I hope they uh, expose even more the FBI and DOJ and their complicity in it. So uh, I appreciate the phone call, James. Got to run, uh, Buster. You hold on. You'll be coming up. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. On air and on the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, would be the final hour of The Rob Carson Show. I hope you're enjoying it. If you'd like to check out the podcast of the show... And I would encourage you to sell it, uh, to sell it, to sell it. Yeah, sell it. Go ahead. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> to share it with others. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. And uh, if you if you like the show, and, and I hope you do, uh, then share it with other people and um, and uh, sign up for the uh, uh, for the podcast. Um, if you got, to, for instance, uh, Google Podcasts, you can uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts, put a five star review. That'd be great. Whatever, but um, I think you'll enjoy it. But my producer Ken, who's uh, Redneck MacGyver. He takes the show and he he uh, edits it down, whittles it down to two approximately one hour segments every day. So uh, check it out at newsmax.com slash listen. Will you do that? I'd appreciate it. Oh, oh, a majority of Americans have had enough. Remember I told you about uh, uh, 74% of the American people believe the country is going in the wrong direction? Which means the, the patriotic people who love the country can come together even if they're Democrats or Republicans. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Well, it looks like Democrats and Republicans agree. No more U.S. tax dollars to Ukraine. Well, new polls finds that 55% of the American people across party lines have found something they can agree upon. A majority of the nation has had enough of the U.S. Congress uh, authorizing additional, or they shouldn't authorize additional funding to support the war in Ukraine. According to CNN SSRS, cited by the Daily Wire, 62% of Americans polled said Congress should, uh, should do more. This was back in, uh, a year ago. And now Americans are saying no. Republicans overwhelmingly argue against authorizing new funding. 71% contend the U.S. has already done enough. 59%. And, uh, it, and it's kind of funny. Isn't it? Remember when uh, Zelensky came to the Congress and they let him drape the Ukrainian flag over the over the uh, the the desk of the bench there in in the house and Nancy Pelosi and all of the the Democrats took off their kente cloths to put on uh, Ukrainian flag co- colors and uh, Zelensky came in dressed like a 1980s style mobster living in Miami wearing a, a gold chain and a and a tracksuit yeah. Uh, 80% of respondents overall have expressed concerns that the war will continue without a resolution indefinitely. Well, that's the, that's the goal, dummies. Don't you know this is how it works? You can't have a military-industrial complex unless you have com- uh, conflict. Otherwise, there's no need to build more tanks. And you don't need to build new planes. And you don't need to do this. And you don't need to do that. And you, don't, you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you're just kind of upgrading the stuff you got. You got to clear out that inventory. You got to clear it out on uh, on those ruskies. That's what it all is about, guys. This at a time when uh, you know our military recruiting is down. By the way, oh, and Jim Gossett sent me a new edition of this, our new woke military theme song in the USA. Fighting soldiers are depressed. I'd be too. Their morale is far from best. They need to transition. If you're sad. Change your sex, they say. Works in school, kids. Wear a dress and a pink beret. The Pentagon 
is so woke. General Milley, he's a joke. Billy, Who Billy. ever thought you'd see the day when fighting men could be trans or gay? We must turn this mess around. Yeah, I think we need to. While sane people can still be found. Come on, people, let's go. Fire your missile, missile. is what they like to say. Yeah. Cause the DOD has gone really gay. Nothing wrong with that. Trained to fight mm-hmm. on foreign lands. Yep. Hand to hand. Trained in combat. Hand to hand. <laughs> Uniforms. Yeah. Match their lipstick shade. And that's important. Stiletto heels. And a pink beret. It is uh, brand new from Jim Gossett. If you want to support Jim, he's got a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Look for Jim Gossett if you want to help him out because uh, it's, it's not easy to be a conservative content provider and creator. And Jim is damn good at it. So if you can help him out, that would be great. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, my brother, what's on your mind today? Arnady. Rob, I heard you mention Santa Cruz. Yes. Man, I don't know. We're on the same page or what, because I just got into a beef a couple of days with one of these Biden backers. Yeah. I told him exactly what you said. I know, man, I'm telling you, I'm connected because I told the guy, you people, you came into Santa Cruz and you sucked the blood out of it. Yes. And. Oh, dude, I, you just blew my mind. Oh, and I Buster, Buster, the, 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 listen, listen, listen. Uh, leftists are not liberals, but leftist liberals. Uh, they are just like the aliens from Independence Day. They move in, they bring their politics, they suck the life out of everything, they destroy everything in their path, and and then they move to Texas or or uh, now uh, moving to. They're moving to Texas. They're all moving to Austin because Austin is Austin. But they're all moving to these these uh, these Republicans states and i say and and the, what they're saying in uh, in florida is leave your damn politics where you left them don't be like the aliens from independence day moving from planet to, to planet uh, ruining their uh, their uh, uh, you know their their natural resources and everything but that's what they do buster that's what they do bro you know i'm learning man I, everything you've been saying lately is just hitting home and it's so truthful and i hope a lot of people are listening and that whole thing with Stockton and that the five finger discount guy that got <laughs> his uh, upcomings. What do you think? Let's bring back, let's change a couple laws, bring back the old fashioned beat cop, you know, yes. carrying that blackjack or whatever that long stick. Start hitting these guys upside the head. I think it's good discipline yeah. because you're not killing the guy. You just give them enough hurt to teach them a lesson. What do you think, Rob? Well, I think we need to certainly allow police to do their jobs. I'm not necessarily saying we need to deliver beatdowns every time. But, yeah, you know, instead of defunding the police and calling the police racist and all that, even though a lot of the uh, police are, you know, people of color and whatnot, uh, how about just pull your head out of your butts and realize that the police do much more than you ever will in your pathetic academic career by saving people's lives, arriving on accident scenes, 
and seeing things we never could even imagine in our own lives. And yet, for some odd reason, the idiots of the uh, of the Democrat Party have decided that uh, they're just racist. They're racist. We got to get rid of the police. So I, I am. I commend the uh, the owners or whatever of that Seven Eleven for giving that that uh, that thief a beat down. And as far as I'm concerned, as soon as somebody says I'm going to shoot you or I'm going to hurt you, that's permission for a beatdown. And uh, and I hope that this resonates with a lot of people because at least one DA is saying the guy who robbed the store threatened the people, said he was going to kill him. He's the only guy responsible, and the guys who beat the snot out of him should get a ticker tape parade. Right on, Rob. <laughs> All right, bro. Way, what? By the way, one what? last thing. They're feeling it in San Francisco. And guess what? That's where our vice president's from, Oakland, right across the I know, I know. I know, they're all a bunch of morons. Yeah, you know, yeah. she lives in Oakland. In Oakland, the NAACP is all sudden up in arms because crime is here because they've been giving all their money to the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party brings in these Soros DAs, and the Democrat Party uh, defunds the police and all of that stupid nonsense. And so now the NAACP is like, what? What? You guys got to do something about this. Well, I got an idea. Uh, NAACP. <clears throat> Why don't you stop giving all your money to the Democrat Party and let's work together to uh, to solve the societal ills that are causing this? That's what I'd say. Buster, appreciate the call, man. Let's go to Nick in Crownsville, Maryland. Nick, what's up, my friend? Yeah. Uh, hi, Rob. Uh, by the way, that, that guy Gossett, he's, he's a gem. Uh, I know, bro. He, he's I know. Really good. Okay, look, yeah. um, uh, in, in March of 22, a year and a half ago, I sent four certified letters to Harris, McCarthy, Scalise, and Jordan. In those certified letters, I, I demanded that impeachment proceedings begin as soon as the House was taken over, which, which they did uh, in November of that year. Now, I didn't hear anything back from these people, right? Now, in this letter, I said, for, for any other reason, among many of which, one is the failure of Biden to enforce the immigration laws of the United States, a, a, uh, a responsibility that he's constitutionally bound to do. Okay, so what, what more do we need here? Now, these guys are wallowing around. They're looking for some kind of an excuse to, uh, to extend these proceedings and all. The problem is this. People like me, the conservatives out there, and by the way, I'm following up on some of the calls you've already gotten. We want to see some damn action from yes. these committees. Now, in terms of impeachment, regardless of whether Biden's removed or not, which he probably wouldn't be, we want to see a vote in the House. We want to see a subsequent vote in the Senate. And we want to know who the Cheneys and the Romneys are that are not going along with the rest of the party. Why? Because 24 is an election year, and we need to start cleaning house from these damn people. I, I'm with you. Nick, we've got, i got to tell you, listen, if they're doing everything they can to get uh, John, Donald Trump a, a charge against him uh, that, that, that uh, he's found guilty of out of 80 specious charges, that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to do everything they can. So as far as I'm concerned, screw Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, his lousy, stinking family. Go after him on impeachment with regard to all of the criminal malfeasance, uh, all of the money that he's gotten, his family has gotten from our, uh, from, from, uh, from, uh, our enemies around the country, including 
including now we know what he did, what he did to get money from Burisma in Ukraine. He got the fire, the prosecutor fired for that. We've got plenty of evidence to to uh, completely take him down with regard to criminal criminality and and being uh, literally selling influence, uh, literally selling us down the river. You've also got the open border. Among other things, that's another gigantic part of this, and the withdrawal from Afghanistan. All of those, I believe, are impeachable offenses. Right now, the Republicans in the House are working with the uh, going after him for all of this criminal malfeasance because there's so much bloody evidence, bank records, IRS testimony, and whatnot. But I'm telling you, and as I mentioned last hour, there are people in Congress saying, we have enough, let's get going here. And Nick, I think you are... Absolutely, you have your fingers on the pulse of the American people because we're tired of sitting here suffering the slings and arrows, two impeachments, three indictments, raid a Mar-a-Lago, all of this while treating Joe Biden with kid gloves. We know that the DOJ is in bed with the Bidens. Everybody gets it. And it's time. And what I hope is that when they do impeach him for all of this criminal malfeasance, they drag this FBI and DOJ into it and prove how complicit they were working to cover up all of the evidence. And that should bring down both of the the, the DOJ and Merrick Garland, the uh, the FBI and a host of other agencies. Nick, you're, you're exactly right. Here's here's the problem, Rob. People like me, and uh, there's many people listening right now that are going to second this. We don't want to see another Durham, uh, a, you know, three or four year investigation that amounts to virtually nothing. We yep. want to see some action now while they have control, and we want to see who the turncoats are. Okay, yep. that's where that's what the sentiment. Is. And you've heard this from other people, like this guy Dan earlier this morning, and this other guy that called earlier. You know, and they, and we want to see some damn action from these people. Now they don't mind sending me letters and uh, and inquiries for uh, for support and funding. They, they're happy to do that, but I don't get any letters back from them saying, "Hey, we agree with your position. We're working on it." Nothing. Okay, that's the frustration that the conservative base has across this country. We Amen, want to bro. See some damn action. One one thousand percent. I got you. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate you, you. This is the frustration. You know, you get it. You get it. They went after Donald Trump a month, month, month in office. They went after him for saying, hey, there might be some corruption in this Ukrainian company. How about you look at it to Zelensky? And then Zelensky apparently had somebody in uh, uh, an associate in meetings with Hunter Biden and Burisma went to Zelensky. So Zelensky, I'm sure, probably went, oh, man, I can get him for anything now. And now we're, what, $150 billion into Ukraine in this war that we shouldn't be involved in that now Americans realize was a bunch of crap. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it, it's going to have to happen soon. It's going to have to happen before the end of the year. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. That would be Philip Sace, by the way. The music you're listening to. Crank that up. Listen to this Now, Philip Sace... He is uh, the love child of Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix, at least spiritually. And if you, uh, if you listen to his music, you'll go, holy crap. It's remarkable. Philip Sace, S-A-Y-C-E. Uh, I'm going to do an extended uh, podcast with him. 
and just talk music because music is important to me. Um, all right, so uh, I want to I want to play this uh, real quick here because I think this is very 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 important. Yesterday I played audio from this uh, uh, parents of uh, uh, Gold Star uh, families that uh, talked about Joe Biden and the disastrous withdrawal from uh, Afghanistan and the heartlessness with which he has treated them. Uh, and this is sickening. This is sickening. Anybody who votes for this man after these stories, after all of this, honestly, what is wrong with you? This is a story of a, of a, a Marine, and uh, he was uh, blown up uh, with the uh, other Marines and other military uh, members. Tyler Vargas Andrews survived. He lost his arm in the, uh, in the attack. I believe he also uh, lost his leg. And Joe Biden went to visit him. At uh, at, at uh, the the hospital I'm in, in, in DC, and uh, and uh, as he's laying there, here's what happened. I want you to listen. Uh, Walter Reed, here he is. Walter Reed and Joe Biden comes in, where a young man who's going to have to spend the rest of his life physically impaired, unlike Joe Biden, who's mentally and physically physically impaired right now, impaired for life. And this is what Joe did. Let me, uh, let me find the, uh, the edited version of that. I'll find the edited version of that. Uh, but here is uh, Cheryl Rex talking about Joe Biden coming and visiting, uh, or I should say meeting her, uh, her son's flag drake casket. When Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my, w- my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly, sorry, He's so heartless. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And here's Joe Biden uh, a year, more than a year ago, talking about how he was right with regard to Afghanistan when he was profoundly wrong. And everybody knows it. Here he comes. Listen. I said Al Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks. And he walks off. No, you weren't. You are such a profound, just awful person. I mean, just awful person. The Biden administration has sent $2.35 billion to the Taliban. Since the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, they are the ones who are preventing girls from going to school. They are the ones who are still beheading people in soccer stadiums, just like they did before September the 11th, 2001. Yeah, $2.35 billion, that's $2,000 million funding for Afghanistan reconstruction programming, even though daughters can't go to schools and mothers have to stay at home and they're beaten if they're seen out in public with uh, men who are not relatives, among other things. Not only has the country given billions, more funds are ready to be dispersed for additional projects. Of six active reconstructive funds, the report found that $1.7 billion remained for possible reimbursement. So on top of all of that, and by the way, Tyler Vargas Andrews said that Joe Biden came in, tried to shake his hand. Tyler looked at Joe and said, uh, I don't have an arm, Mr. President. 
And Joe Biden leaned into him and said, what do you need? What do you need? And the mom said, I need my son to be taken care of. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. Kim Cuccinelli joins us to talk about politics and whatnot. Coming up next, this is The Rob Carson Show. We got special guest Kim Cuccinelli coming up in just one second. This is uh, Tyler Vargas Andrews talking about Joe Biden coming and visiting him at Walter Reed after he had his arm blown off in Afghanistan on the day that 13 Marines died. Two minutes later, he walks in with him and Jill Biden and their little entourage of people and like a photographer. And uh, right away, like remember him coming up to me, um, trying to shake my hand. Like, I try to shake my right hand, and I look at him, and I'm like, I don't have an arm. And my left arm is in this big-ass cast with completely immobile. All I can do is move my head. My arm's gone. I'm like, I don't have an arm. And he says, oh, and, like, kind of stands up and then, like, goes over to reach for my fingers because about an inch of my fingers are showing and just, like, grabs my fingers. Doesn't say doesn't greet me or anything just that's what happened just grab my fingers almost immediately starts talking like about how their son served in the military doesn't say anything about what happened starts talking about how their son served in the military yeah he also told a uh, a gold star mom that uh his son came home in a flag draped casket which was a lie it, it really is uh, quite remarkable and an ungodly tone deaf and ultimately, it's not going to uh, bode well for this president. Uh, let's go to Ken Cuccinelli joining us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, Ken. How you doing today, man? Better than America. How are I you? I swear to God, dude. Did you see uh, some of the uh, the testimony yesterday in California from the Gold Star families about Joe Biden's uh, withdrawal and, and, and what happened with regard to uh, uh, the, the, the government's response? Did you catch any of that? I caught snippets after. Yeah, I had yeah. the joy yesterday of, of being in the uh, East Coast airline shutdown recovery. <laughs> I was traveling for two days to get home, so I didn't watch it directly, but I did uh, see the video snippets. It was, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to watch, really. It's ridiculous. Now, Ken, uh, oddly enough, my wife and I traveled last week, and we took four flights. Three of them delayed. Two of them, one each of us, had to get off the plane. <laughs> I have never yeah, seen no, no, anything no. We like board, this. We were boarded yesterday. We had to. They pulled back to the to the to the gate. We got off, and we they didn't fly that day. We we uh, we stayed overnight, and then flew a totally different way home the next day. So a six hour trip door to door turned into thirty six hours. Dear God, man. Uh, you know, maybe you should have done like planes, trains, and automobiles, and rented a K car convertible and traveled across there the country with a with a, with a guy who sells shower curtain rings. Um, have you noticed that we haven't heard anything from uh, Pete Buttigieg? Do you suppose the Democrat Party they are keeping people on the down low who could prospectively step in as a presidential candidate? That's the only thing I can. Oh uh, no, yeah, no question about it. But I mean, he is a great example of putting someone in a position they know nothing about to check some box. And um, and he's done a terrible job. I mean, there's nobody who objectively says he's done an even mediocre job as the Secretary of Transportation. So it's pretty, It's it, there's no leadership out of the Biden administration, but look, that's what you get when your priority is checking those boxes instead of serving the American people. 
Well, don't you think that maybe, I don't know, somebody in charge of transportation successfully at a large, I don't know, transportation company might consider, uh, you know, you might consider them to be the secretary of transportation. Don't you think that'd make a little more sense? Maybe get a, maybe get a surgeon in there as, as surgeon general or, you know, just, just saying things like that. Well, they put Becerra in charge of health and human services. No, he's a lawyer. He's never done know, anything. Know. You know, I mean, it's unreal. But it's uh, just stupid. Anyway, it's I mean, just, this is it's par stupid. for the course for Joe Biden. Yeah, and, but let me. Um, you know. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, we've got some new bank records that show that Hunter Biden literally, he got a $153,000 check from a Kazakhstan oligarch, and he immediately bought a Porsche the next day for the exact same amount before he met at the Cafe Milano with Joe Biden and the same dude. Um, where are you on the impeachment thing right now uh, for Joe Biden? Do you think it's going to be with regard to the corruption here? Do you think it's going to be southern border? you think it's going to be Afghanistan? Understand. And do you think it's well, going to happen if, soon? If it if it happens, it's all of them. The real question is when you can't get the conviction in the Senate. You know the the value of of uh, is it worth doing? The value of doing it in part is that the House literally never has a wider subpoena power than they do in an impeachment proceeding. So they can get all of the information. I think you and I both know that the last thing this president is going to do going out the door is pardon himself and his son. And um, and I'm not sure there's anything anybody can do to stop that. We can't amend the Constitution that quickly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that this whole thing can't be investigated. And, I, you know, the House is just starting to, to crack that nut. Um, they've demonstrated how much Joe Biden not only was lying, but knew he was lying. I guess that's a prerequisite for lying, right? But um, during the during the 2020 campaign, and he's got his own prosecutors running all over hither, thither, and yon, persecuting Trump and everybody else. Um, I would note today, uh, DeSantis removed the second Soros prosecutor in Florida. He's the only person in America to remove any of them. So you've kind of got the deep state going the right way in Florida anyway. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what, that's something the, the whole country needs. Now, I know, uh, Ken, and, and we speak civilly here, I know that you are a, a DeSanta supporter, and I, I can understand uh, why I'm not going to, uh, you know, honestly, I think <clears throat> so many times we just immediately uh, put up our uh, guard and say, well, you're voting for whoever, you're voting, you know, you know you're this and you're that. I, I don't care, Ken, if you, if, you do, if you support Ron DeSantis, I think it's great. Uh, I do think that he has some challenges, I'll just, I'll just be honest, uh, you know, you are running against Donald Trump, he's kind of a movement now. Um, what, what do you suppose uh, DeSantis needs to do if he's going to gain some ground right now. Uh, and, that's, and, I, and I certainly don't say that everything that Ron DeSantis does is wrong. I say he's doing a hell of a job as a governor, by the way. I've got nothing against Ron DeSantis. It's just that we are in a peculiar primary season in history. So what, what's, what's, what are you, what's your uh, feeling right now as far as the primary process so far with regard to 2024? Well, he's doing the kind of grinded out things that you have to do to introduce yourself. He's got high name ID, but that doesn't mean people in early voting states really have a feel for him or even his record. And part of the reason I support him is he's got the best record of any chief executive, president or governor in our lifetimes. I mean, it's 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 for a conservative. It's broader and deeper on more subjects that have been impactful than anybody 
else in history. And um, it, that's what we need at the federal level. Uh, and the way he has operated in Florida is exactly the kind of uprooting of deep state, challenging them when they push on the executive and removing them, pushing them back. Uh, that We haven't seen that. Um, you know, Trump talks about doing that in the future. He did not do that in the past. And oh, I, um, but I Sanders has done it in the past. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, off the subject, you know, we've got, a, we've got an election coming up. It is very clear that the FBI, the DOJ, the federal government, the deep state has been involved in electoral politics for a number of years, whether it be creating and working with the DNC to create a Russia collusion hoax and a steel dossier, and then, and then the FBI being involved in shutting down the story of Hunter Biden. I know you're part of the Election in, uh, Transparency Initiative. What do we got to do? What do we got to do? Because people are going, we don't want the damn election stolen. What, what, it, what is the, the Republican Party, what is your group doing to make sure that doesn't happen? So let's start with kind of a, taking the temperature. We are better off today than we were three years ago. Oh, I agree. Zuckerbuck's is illegal in half the states now, including most of the swing states. Um, and um, the, the only state I can name off the top of my head where we've stepped backwards is Michigan. But in Arizona, Georgia, Iowa, um, Pennsylvania, even Florida, of course, South Carolina, uh, we've we made steps forward. Wisconsin, and um, those, you know, most of the ones I just named, North Carolina, are swing states, and uh, so we are much better off. I would say, with respect to your very legitimate question on FBI, uh, I will tell you, as a former attorney general in Virginia, the fact that they know. Even in 2020, people weren't watching them as part of the election. And to have the House Republicans going after them the way they are, and you saw the latest, I'm Catholic also, and, and the news for the you know, listeners who saw it today that the FBI's anti-Catholic effort wasn't just in the Richmond office. It was in different places all over the country. And now there's a real question why were you hiding that fact? And, and it looks like Ray was lying about this to Congress, frankly. Um, you know, they're being watched and they know it. And, um, and new things are being learned about their activities through the House investigations. And that has, I can tell you, having been the lawyer for an entire government, Virginia, yeah. that yeah. will lock them up. It doesn't mean nothing will happen from them. But that threat has gone from, you know, let's just compare, from 100 in 2020 down to like five rolling into 2024. And we need to keep up the pressure on these states to keep cleaning up their election laws. We still have time to do that. Um, but like I said, we are much better off today than we were three years ago headed into the 2020 election. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I I hope, and I know we've learned from our mistakes. I I know that we are learning that, and I and I think the people are angry, and they and they are tired of this. Let me let me ask you this, Ken, because I've said that we are, and I've and I've had my uh, my viewpoints uh, validated by people like Victor Davis Hanson, that uh, we go through these uh, cyclical um, uh, political leftist uprisings. We did it in 1968. It ultimately culminated in Richard Nixon winning a massive landslide. Uh, do you feel, and I uh, I do, I, do you feel that the people are done with the deep state, are done with the malfeasance of the federal government, are done with uh, the, getting the crumbs while Washington, D.C. feasts on the foie gras. I know, I know you're in Virginia. I know in northern Virginia, some of the richest counties in America, and the reason being yeah. because of Washington, D.C. 
So what do you think yeah. about what people are, what are people telling you? So uh, I sure as heck hope we've, we've crossed that tipping point, but I've thought it before. And, um, you know, people have voted even for Joe Biden, for example. And one of my concerns is um, that we lose the House this time, which we would with President Trump and you and I respectfully disagree at the top of the ticket, whereas we need to expand that majority. That tenuous hold on the House, um, as we've seen, is so critically important to uh, survival of our country um, and holding it during the next four years and making use of it so that we get permanent changes and not temporary changes. That's absolutely critical. And again, I think that's one of the differences that DeSantis brings that Trump doesn't. And um, that, that's going to be very, very important. It isn't just about the presidency. It's about the House and it's about the Senate and getting good judges on the bench and having enough senators, because we have to overcome the Lisa Murkowskis of the world, um, to confirm not just good judges, but to stop the bad ones for the remainder of Joe Biden's time, however yeah, yeah, it may be. I, I agree uh, completely, although I absolutely disagree with you with regard to uh, Donald Trump and bringing men, uh, more GOP voters. Uh, people are leaving the Democrat Party, particularly black men, uh, and, and they are migrating uh, toward Donald Trump. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll have a, I, we, we agree to disagree on this, uh, because I, yeah, I don't think that the, Donald Trump as a candidate is going gonna, is gonna to cost the House. I, I don't believe that personally, but whatever. That's, oh, I think that's perfectly absolutely. fine. Yeah, and, and in 28, we get the most tyrannical left-wing president we've ever had as the pendulum swings back um, while they have the House and the Senate because of the reaction to the incumbent president that, you know, in, in the hypothetical we're talking about, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, well, that we will. Terrible setup. Uh, we will see. I 1,000% disagree with you, but I greatly appreciate you <laughs> being on the show today, and I hope you have a better trip the next time you fly, my friend. Oh, my gosh, you too. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later on, man. See you. Bye. Um, that's Ken Cuccinelli. Ken Cuccinelli, and I do appreciate him being on the show. Um, show me, please, the evidence that Donald Trump can't win the general, and show me the evidence that uh, Ron DeSantis is polling at uh, 12%. Can so that's that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. But I do appreciate him coming on. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Ken Cuccinelli for being on the uh, show today. I'm not sure exactly where he gets that uh, Donald Trump being the uh, the candidate will cause us to lose the House. I think he kind of pulled that one out of his rear end. But whatever, that's what he believes. I disagree. And I'm usually right about these things, you know, because I got my fingers on the pulse of America. Here's Jim Gassett. Ron is looking bad. Santa's polls are really sad. He doesn't have any momentum. It's far from what Ron desired. <laughs> so his campaign chief got fired. Uh oh, uh oh. Ron's campaign manager just got fired. And I feel bad for the guy that he just hired. Because he's 40 points down. That's where Ron's mired. There is that, yeah. That's where he's mired. But, uh, That's where he's mired. But, but, but apparently, uh, Donald Trump, with, uh, I don't know, 50 point lead, is not going to be able to get uh, to win the House. So there's that. Sure. You know, I got it. You know, that's fine. 
Happy Young and disagree. Show me the evidence. Show me anything that says that says Donald Trump isn't going to. Donald Trump in the in the midterms won. I think it was two hundred and twenty. No, two hundred and something out of two hundred and twenty picks. He won. He won. So there's that. You know, I'm just going to say. Whatever. We'll see. Uh, Biden uh, was mocked for choosing to uh, sit down with the Weather Channel for a sit-down interview. <laughs> he went on the Weather Channel. Hey, you know, uh, what was it, Dan Abrams the other day or whoever the hell that uh, Republican uh, or the Democrat was who said that, uh, that uh, uh, in all the 20 meetings that Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter Biden, and now we find out that one of his business partners literally went to the White House and to the, uh, the vice president's residence 36 times while he was the VP. And, you know, please. Talked about the weather, right? They, they were talking about the weather. So Joe Biden, I guess, somebody thought it was funny. We'll do a sit-down interview with the Weather Channel. And so here he is being interviewed on the Weather Channel. And it's kind of weird because we've had all this severe weather. It's hot, you know, it's hot and global change and climate and ozone hole and, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, and so, so this summer that we have is climate change, right? And now it's making uh, life in America just awful, right? So, so why the hell, if, if you believe this, doofus on uh, on weather channel are uh, are people coming here from central south america and around the world if climate change is ruining our country is it the responsibility of the u.s to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries look i think the, the united states should do now this is where joe biden doesn't even respond to the question i don't know what the hell he's doing he's kind of like when i interviewed mike pence when i was in new hampshire he already had an, a question locked and loaded or an answer locked and loaded that was a non sequitur i think DeSantis did that intentionally joe biden just doesn't know what the hell's going on everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help and we've always done that it is not our it is just who we are we're the united states of america and the idea to begrudge the ability to, for example, one of we're doing what, what, what? is we're providing for changing the environment, the, the, the physical structures in the countries which they come from. So they don't have, so they have better lighting. They have more secure. How about you introduce them to the Constitution so their country stops sucking? Uh, for example, you have all so many lead pipes. Because it's not uh, climate change. It's that their countries suck because of the people who are in charge. It's all across America and throughout the country. You have 440,000 schools you turn on the water and so and thousands of people we're replacing yeah, why you every single lead pipe in america yeah, that's great why haven't you done that joe you've been in you've been in washington dc for 50 years why do we still have well, what lead pipes in schools from before you were the uh, before you even came into office how about that the next time you sit down and do an interview with the weather channel the Weather Channel is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, real quick, uh, if you get a chance to, uh, check out the podcast day to go Newsmax.com slash listen. Also, make sure to download the Newsmax app because Newsmax is rocking it. Rob Schmidt tonight, uh, Eric Bowling and whatnot. Check that out. Let's take a break and come back, wrap this thing up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. And please share with others. It's growing by leaps and bounds, and we're winning. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. Don't catch a stupid.